25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them up the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Hey, what's up? Happy Halloween. Tell the truth. You didn't wait for trick-or-treating to start eating candy either, did you? Tell the truth. I know what's up. Doggone you. (laughs) I am Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents. Competitive rates, fast service, and friendly service. That's what you get at Farm Bureau. And deal with somebody one-on-one. You hope disaster never strikes, but if it does or even comes close and it's time to make a claim, you want to be able to deal with someone you know that you can call on their cell phone. That's what you get with your local hometown hero, your Farm Bureau insurance agent in your hometown. You can find him in all 82 counties throughout the state of Mississippi. What up, Roger? On uh, Halloween, what's it's happening, my friend? Bring back an oldie but a goodie. It's been a while, huh? Yeah. Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. Just reminded me, I've got to get some candy <laughs> for the neighborhood monsters. Yeah, kids will be leaving your house. Excuse me, like Charlie Brown. I got a rock. <laughs> Remember Charlie Brown? I got a rock. I always crack up. My daughter saw that and. She she loves to repeat that. I got a chocolate bar. I got a big chocolate bar. I got a something another. I got a rock. <laughs> it's just the right inflection. Um, I think I mentioned this the last time I played the Mr. Rogers theme song for you, but we need to be reminded that there's a new movie coming out about Mr. Rogers. Tom Hanks really? is playing Fred Rogers. Did you know that? Well, and he gets he gets the roles, doesn't he? Oh yeah, I mean it'll, it'll be it'll be great. I'm sure. <clears throat> yeah, I'm sure it'll weave a, lo- a romantic uh, thing into it that nobody will understand. But you know what I think is a very underrated Tom Hanks movie is that one Cast where. Away. Well, I like that one, but the one where he was in, he just lived in an airport. He played the. It's like based on a true story. Some oh, guy yeah. from a small yeah. European country lived in an airport for like a year and a half or two years or whatever it was or more. He couldn't get his visa or something. Yeah, so he just stayed there the whole time. Um, speaking of movies, uh, I, I just threw this out there on Twitter and there's a lot of funny responses and I'm going to get to those in a bit, but it's just a real simple question. It was, uh, what are the funniest horror movies? <laughs> you know, scary movies, the horror movies are supposed to be scary, but many well, of them are, movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, many of them are hilarious. <clears throat> well, the ones that are, no, that's the name of them. Scary movie. Scary movie. Oh, They're scary like, movie. Yeah. The ones that, you know, Michael Jackson in there and yeah. They're hilarious. I haven't seen them. So I'll get into some of that. Don't watch them with your kids. Yeah, right. Right. We'll get into some of that coming up. Hey, uh, in just a bit, 
We're going to have guests. We're going to have guests on today's show. We're going to call the hogs with my friend Trey Shap from uh, 103.7 The Buzz in Little Rock, Arkansas. Y'all can follow him on Twitter at Trey1037TheBuzz. We're going to get him on the phone. Coming up in hour number two, we'll talk with Brett Norsworthy. He's a pregame, postgame host on the Ole Miss radio network for their football broadcasts. and But he also has the show at Sports 56 up in Memphis. And, you know, Memphis, University of Memphis, therefore the city of Memphis, is going to be hosting College Game Day this weekend. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that is cool. So we'll talk about uh, what things are like in Memphis uh, now and leading into the weekend and for that team and that program and all that kind of stuff with uh, Brett coming up later on. Uh, as usual, you can be a part of the show. Lots of different ways for you to do that. You can text me on the text line. It's open. 885-ESPN. If you're watching on Periscope, watching on Facebook, bingo, right here. 885-ESPN is a 601 number. Hit it up, and you can also call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line throughout the show. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. It is 601-995-1059, all right? 995-1059. That's the number to call. And, again, that's a 601 number. Hit me up there. On Twitter, it's at Radio Wyatt. I'll get your Facebook comments uh, on the live stream pulled up. We'll check into that throughout the show as well. So appreciate everybody tuning in, however you're tuning in. As uh, previously mentioned, on today's show, we're going to call the Hogs. Now's a good time to do it. I think they do it like three times, and they throw a Razorbacks in there at the end of it. Check it out. One more. One more. There it is. If you're a state fan and you go to the game this weekend, you may or may not hear that a whole bunch. Who knows? But right now, we're calling the Hogs with my friend Trey Schaap from 103.7 The Buzz in Little Rock. Y'all can follow him on Twitter, at Trey. 103.7 The Buzz. Give him a follow. Trey, how you doing, stranger? Up, it's good to hear your I'm voice, good. man. You? Yeah, I'm doing great. Looking forward to uh, heading to, up to uh, your neck of the woods this weekend. I always enjoy getting to go to Fayetteville. What are the, are the better, better pack you a jacket. Buddy, it. I'm gonna tell you what. It's freezing here. It's got to be cold where you are. Oh, it, well, it, it, yeah, it snowed there last night. Really? Yeah. You're kidding me. Wait a minute. Snowed in where? Fayetteville. Good gracious, a lie. Yep. Snow. I well, think for the seventh time in recorded history, October snowfall in Fayetteville. One of them. One of them was actually during an Auburn-Arkansas game one year and actually snowed in Fayetteville during the game. During the game. How about that? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Enough to where you could make a snowball and throw it at the officials if you wanted to or, you know, <laughs> whoever. Yeah, yeah. How about that? That'd be neat to see. I'd, I'd like to see a little snow. And, you know, 
I don't know if you're a weather. Well, I mean, hey, come on. There's a famous bowl game that Mississippi State played in against Texas A&M. Yeah. This... Liberty Bowl, uh, the uh, Independence Bowl, right? That was Shreveport? Yeah, that's right. It was Independence Bowl, but then it kind of had the adopted name, or if you want to call it that, of the Snow Bowl because of all that snow. Snow Bowl. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, were, we were talking about uh, that, to Trey, how I was living in Germany. I was living in Hamburg, Germany at the time that game was played. Saw it on a television and I still just that image of Coach Cheryl on the sideline wearing a a ball, yeah. you know, a baseball hat with five, six inches of snow piled up on the bill of his cap. I don't think I've ever seen that image of how fast it piled up in that particular game. <laughs> it was crazy. Well, that also tell, that also tells you that he never took his hat off either. <laughs> you know, sometimes you take your hat off, you scratch your head or something. He didn't have any head scratchers, I guess, in that game or. Had the gloves on to where he didn't have time to take the hat off. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So it's going to be cold. It usually is when we come up there. It, um, a lot of times it's it's so beautiful to see all the uh, the leaves, the foliage this time of year yeah. in, in that neck of the woods. And so it's an, a, a neat trip. Um, but so so we know outside of the game, there's there's some neat stuff. What about the game itself, Trey? Is there something to look forward to there? Man, I. If you're an Arkansas fan, there's really, I guess, I guess the thing to look forward to is to see whether or not KJ Jefferson plays and how much he plays and how effective he is at the quarterback position. And some of the other freshmen that have yet to step on the field, uh, they've got four games remaining. So obviously they could play in every single one of those games and still keep their red shirt if they wanted to yeah. with them. So I think if, if you're Arkansas, that's what you look forward to. If you're Mississippi State, you look forward to, to trying to get back on track, mm-hmm. get off the, uh, the the losing streak, if you will. Yeah, that's it. Four game losing streak. I don't know if you caught this stat leading up to it, Trey, but four game losing streak for state. The last time it happened, two thousand and five. How about yeah. that? Wow. Yeah. So it's that, 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 that's one I'll, I'll definitely use. Yeah, it's it's a new experience going on When's right now. When's the last time they had five-game losing streak? Well, that's a good question. It seems like the natural progression would be for me to look that one up, but I think I just turned my <laughs> nose up and like um, yeah. walked away when I saw that stat. But, you know, State – okay, so the they've got four games left, Trey. Three of the four are Arkansas, Abilene Christian, and Ole Miss. So if they were to win those three, somehow win three out of the last four, win those three, which at the beginning of the year we looked at them as winnable games, State's in a bowl game somewhere. But I just wonder if going into this game, though, from the Arkansas perspective, do people expect Arkansas to win this game? I don't know that Arkansas fans expect them to win. I think they're hopeful that they can win. After what we saw against San Jose State, um, you know anything's possible. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you could you could go and you can get waxed. I mean, they they played decent against Colorado State. Maybe that was a little false hope. But uh, the fact they played Portland State so close at the beginning of the season should have sent off some some sirens and alarms immediately in the in the fan base. And I think it did. Um, and then the way they played at Ole Miss was not very good. But Matt, what what gives fans hope is the fact that they had the ball with a chance to beat Texas A&M late in the game. They had the ball with a chance mm-hmm. to go ahead against Kentucky late in the game. Um, but it also frustrates fans because you couldn't beat Kentucky when they had a wide receiver playing quarterback. 
Um, so that's where the frustration lies. I mean, Auburn, Alabama, you're not going to beat those teams right now with the talent you have. But the fact that they were in the game against Texas A&M and against Kentucky and that they lost to San Jose State the way they did, I think that's what is alarming to Arkansas fans right now. Yeah, Trey Shap on your radio right now. Y'all follow him on Twitter at Trey1037TheBuzz. You can hear him on the radio in Little Rock. Yeah, you know, from a Mississippi State perspective, Trey, um, after seeing, you know, the four-game losing streak, and I, it's not just that you've lost four in a row, it's that you were slightly competitive in the Tennessee game in that stretch, but the other three you really weren't competitive in the games. Now, it was Auburn on the road, LSU at home, two really good teams, but then go to A&M last week, and it was, what, 42-17 to 17 going into the fourth quarter. And so yeah. – I tell you, man, I think – I don't really know that I agree with it, but I think you have a big portion of State fans going into this one that actually don't expect to see State win it if you were to, if they were to tell you really? the truth. Yeah, if they were to tell you the truth. Is, that, it, is, is it because of the way they played against Texas A&M and, and you look at the way Arkansas played against Texas A&M, Arkansas in that game uh, throughout – um, and did some things that, that gave them chances to win. And, and the fact that State was just not in that game at all, is that, do you think that's what it is? I think that's, that's a big part of it. It's kind of, you know, that, that perceived uh, transitive property, but also State on the road has been a, almost like a different team than they are at home. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and then on top of that, they are walking wounded on defense. So, uh, you know, I, I, what one of their starting corners out for the year broke his leg in practice a couple of weeks ago. Last week, they were without six starters on defense to start the game. Three more got hurt during the game. One of your starting or or plays all the time defensive ends, Fletcher Adams, got hurt last week. He's out for the year. So they're walking wounded on defense and going on the road. And given the way that the offense has been unable to you know, really start games and score points early and throw a threat out there. Uh, yeah, I think there's a portion of state fans who actually expect to see Arkansas win this game, and that's just being the truth, you know. So I, I think because of all that, a game that at the beginning of the year didn't look like it was going to be interesting, I think for both fan bases is actually very interesting. Yeah, I would agree with you there. I think when you look at all the intangibles, if you will, and you look at the rosters and, and like you said, where the injuries have hit Mississippi State, where Arkansas struggles have been, um, I think it, I think the key to this game, Matt, is A, can Arkansas stop the running attack of Mississippi State, whether it be from the quarterback position or the, or the, the tailback position, running back position. And then can Arkansas move the football effectively with their quarterback play and who has better play in the red zone. Mm. I think that's the difference in the game. Yeah. Trey Schaap on your radio. Um, so there was a little buzz around here uh, earlier in the week. On Twitter it said that Chad Morris had guaranteed a win. Uh, no. Was no. that taken the wrong way? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he. He, 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 he said in his Monday press conference, you know, hey, we're, we're putting a plan together and we're going to win the game. Yeah. Going, not, not, I'm going to get, I'm guaranteeing you we're going to win this game. We're going like going in. Right. 
Yeah. We're going in to put a performance together to win the game. Right. We're going in this meeting right now to get better so we can win the game. Right. It wasn't a guarantee of, hey, we're going to win this game Saturday. <laughs> no, we're going. We're going to play, but we're also we're going to win this game. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to, hey, Matt, let's go. We're going to lose this game. Right. It, it almost um, it, it's the intent. He's stating the intent. Um, Correct. The, as opposed to an, a guaranteed outcome. Yeah, I took it that way also right. when I heard the con- and and you know what? Um, am I right, Trey? His answer there was in response to a question about would they play the freshman quarterback? Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that was the whole context. Yeah, there. because technically, I mean, everybody knows what LSU has and what Arkansas has. So Arkansas is not going to win that game. Mm-hmm. But as a coach. Technically, you're still fighting for a chance to become bowl eligible. You win Mississippi State, you win West Kentucky, you do the impossible and beat LSU, and then you beat Missouri. You've won six games. So until it's mathematically impossible, Mm -hmm. you have to keep that mindset, if you will. Yeah, no doubt about it. And look, if if they win three out of those last four, they beat State this weekend, beat Western Kentucky, beat Missouri. I think any of those are possible. And they're sitting there with five wins. You know, they've taken five win teams out of the SEC in bowl games before because they had to fill slots because we have a million bowl games now, you know? So, who knows? Well, that's true. You're, you're right. Who knows? And the APR might be high enough to where they could. And then if you look at Arkansas, they would have won three of their last four. So, mm-hmm. it would be a team that would kind of, you could say, would be on the uptick. Yeah. Now, you're going to look at that loss to San Jose State and say, what the heck happened there? Sure. Well, the Starkle happened. I mean, that that's, you know, five interceptions in a game. I mean, Matt, you know, you played the position in the SEC. You cannot do that and expect to win football games. You can't do that in high school and right. expect to win football games. Right. I threw five interceptions against Memphis one year, and we beat them with a field goal at the end of the game, though. That's a true story. How in the heck did you stay in at quarterback if you threw five interceptions? Well, it was a season opener, um, and I think our coaches uh, were probably like, you know, let's just get through this. I, I don't know. I, that's a really good question. I should have been benched. Do, do you have, did you have <laughs> pictures of some coach or something? <laughs> no comment, Trey. I mean, look, there is no <laughs> there is no statute of limitations on that, all right? So no comment. Um, all right, so we're playing out some of these scenarios here. i got a couple of minutes left. Um, from your perspective, you talk to Arkansas fans every day. You're around them every day. Um, what's their temperature on Chad Morris at this point and depending on how the season plays out? I think it depends on which fan you actually talk to. You talk, do you talk to the rational fan that, uh, you know, gives a lot of money, shows support uh, for the program no matter what? Then, then they're like, hey, let's see what happens. If it's someone that just wants to win now, 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 they're ready to get rid of him and get on to the next coach and mm-hmm. figure out who that is. Yeah. And whatever it is, and, and this this might be a fan map that really they contribute, but they don't have a lot to contribute. And they think that, well, there are other people that have bigger pocketbooks than me, so let them write the check to go ahead and get rid of this one and back up the Brinks truck to get the next one in. They've got Walmart. They've got Tyson. Surely there's money up there somewhere. Right. That's not the way it works in college football. Yeah. 
And so I think it's it's different with what type of fan um, you're looking at. There are going to be those that will be in the stands no matter what. And there are some of those that are upset. Uh, they're passionate. And they're like, hey, it's time to make a change. Let's cut bait. Let's go. But then there are some that say, you got to give him time. He's only been here two years. He's had one full recruiting class. And look at who he got. And, yeah, they've had some decommits in this one. But if they win a couple of games, those those decommits might come back on board. Or there are some decommits that they decided, hey, look, we got them on campus. They're just not going to be a fit. So they, they, they cut them. How about that? Really, you know, this, this game this weekend is going to send – one side or the other, you know, it's going to, I guess, continue a spiral, um, a downward yeah. spiral for one or the other. So there's there's a lot more than just a little bit riding on this game. Trey, um, it's good to hear your voice, man. I'm, I'm glad we're p- playing All Arkansas because right, you know, I was looking forward to talking to you. And um, I hope I'll see you there. But if not, I sure I'll see you down the road somewhere. Appreciate it. No, no, you will. I, I, I can't wait to see your smiling face. I want to <laughs> see how bundled up you get for this one. Head to toe, brother. I'm telling you, I will be. <laughs> I can't handle the cold weather, so I'll be bundled up. All right, man. See you there. All right, buddy. All Later. Right. See you. That's Trey Shap. Y'all follow him on Twitter at Trey1037TheBuzz. And you can hear him up in Little Rock. More in the Farm Bureau studio coming up. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. All right, here we go. Back on the show. Rolling along here in hour one of today's show, live in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Local agents that you can deal with face-to-face, one-on-one. That's the way it ought to be. Because, believe me, if you've ever, you know, certainly you have. You've had home insurance, and car insurance. You know, renters, something. There's a million times you have a question or something comes up and you really need to get in touch with somebody and you don't really feel like jumping on an 800 number and having to wait and talk to somebody four states over. You don't have to do that with Farm Bureau. You pick up the phone, you call your agent who lives right down the road, you know them personally, they are from the area, you see them all the time, you talk to them one-on-one on the cell phone and that's the way it ought to be. Also, we stay connected to you here because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired at C Spire. Check them out, cspire.com. The text line open and uh, available to you. Unnamed texter says, Ole Miss's program seems to be trending up, but people are transferring like crazy. Is that concerning? You know, I saw the one of the quarterback a couple of days ago, Tisdale, the uh, quarterback 
who had not been playing. He played, what, in one game this year? And that he was going to transfer out, or at least had gone into the transfer portal. Are there others since then, or is that the last one? This is what I would say, is that in today's college football landscape, I don't know whether it's concerning or not if somebody goes into the transfer portal or has players leaving. Seems to me like there's plenty of players out there There's other players leaving other schools looking for landing spots. People are just, it's like the whole free agent thing in pro sports. One goes out, one comes in. So we'll see how concerning, you know, I just see it as it's it's kind of just par for the course now in big-time college sports and big-time football and basketball. Uh, kids are going to be able to transfer whenever they want, pretty much go whenever they, whenever, and however they want. So it's just going to happen. There's really it's no Joe, way to avoid it. Jomo said, you know. What's that? Oh, the yeah. The portal giveth. <laughs> the portal giveth and the portal taketh away. That's pretty good. All right. Unnamed texture said, you know, I think I'm just different than most state fans because when I – See, 10 players, when I saw 10 players were going to be suspended and who four of those 10 were, I legitimately thought State would be lucky to win four games, not to mention when Stevens got hurt and never looked the same. And then snake bit. Yeah. And he said, what did he say here? If Joe Moore had pulled, <clears throat> excuse me, pulled off six wins, I'd put this season on the back burner, go to the bowl, and cup. Uh, come out next season firing on all cylinders. Listen, you're touching on something there that I think is – I I think we have to sit here on Thursday of this week and admit and say that there are potential outcomes that could really swing this thing one way or the other. I mean, it really could if you think about it. If you're state and you win this weekend and you're sitting there with four wins, an SEC road win, and your fan base is going to come out of that, <clears throat> winning winning cures everything, it seems like, and everybody will feel better. And, and then – you know, you're going to have an open date, so you get to sit on a win for another extra week and think about it and start to think, okay, now you're sitting there at four. If you can win against Abilene Christian and Ole Miss, one, you would have a win over your rival. Two, it would send you to a bowl game. And then you'd have a chance to win seven games if you get into a bowl game. Now, that's those are huge ifs given the way State has played in recent weeks. I get it. I'm not even saying any of those are going to happen. We don't know. But what I'm saying is you have a chance for that to happen. There's a legitimate chance if State pulls it together and plays well, something all of a sudden clicks on offense, you get a road win and then have to win two home games against teams that you can beat at home, and then you're in the postseason. Well, look, if you get this team – With everything that you've seen, a four-game losing streak here in the middle of the year, and you somehow get this team into any bowl game, let alone go win it, then the whole situation has a different paint job on it. 
entirely different. Out. Yeah. Right into the holidays. That's right. Versus what if none of that happens? Okay, because if you lose this weekend at Arkansas on the road where you haven't played well at all on the road, then that's it uh, in terms of bowl stuff. And, and then we will start having these conversations. Our texture here, is this reality? Expectations were much higher than they should have been, and given, like what he's saying, 10 players suspended, a big chunk of your good players on defense, which we've seen. I'm sure they'll play this weekend. They played against Tennessee, and you didn't win that one. Um, injury to quarterback, all that kind of stuff. You start having those conversations of, you know, what is reality? And, you know, I, I don't know. I, it's just. <clears throat> if you put that same template on a lot of teams who are doing pretty good right now, I mean, they might be in the same boat with the same record. Yeah. Don't you think? There I mean, are if you some, take, yeah. Okay, I'm going to take 10 of your best guys off defense. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, by the way, your, your quarterback out. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, and early in the year. If you look at it objectively, which is so hard when yeah, you're right sure. there. Mm-hmm. When you're, right. There yeah. is no doubt that there is some out-of-the-box, abnormal, not-your-run-of-the-mill adversity. I know that sounds like a little bit of an oxymoron, but what I'm saying is that. Then your conditioning thing on top of that. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Which, I don't know what the details of their strength and conditioning thing in the offseason were, but like I said, one theory is that because you knew you were going into the year with 10 less players to play with in most of your games, they might have laid off on a lot of the contact stuff to make sure they didn't get guys hurt in practice because, you know, you, you couldn't damage your depth any further. So I don't know. I mean, I think there is an, an abnormal amount of adversity you've had to face. The truth is, and I think players and coaches would tell you this, the truth is even given all of that, there are still some things that they should have done better, including, you know, from a strength and conditioning standpoint and being ready to play and execution and effort for four quarters and all that kind of stuff. But it all goes into it. And on Twitter, Jason says, well, what if they finish four and eight? Well, then it's really ugly, frankly. It's ugly. And you have to take a, you know, either way whether you stay the course and make some major changes in-house or you bring in new people. Either way, those are really tough decisions after a four and eight year, if that happens. What and, teams do you remember had that record? What's that? Recent that, history. That, that, that had a four had and eight a record, record like that, four and eight. Yeah. Really bad <laughs> ones. And something didn't happen. That's right. And really bad teams. Given that, everybody schedules at least three pretty much cupcakes. Just the way it is. Good stuff. QB1, I'll get you your text. The phone line is open to y'all also. And some good stuff on Twitter regarding the funniest horror movies of all time. (laughs) Some good stuff over here. All that coming up in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.
That's easy for you to say, Roger. <laughs> no, yeah. Screwed that up pretty bad. <laughs> no, you didn't. I have a theory. When people talking on the radio, especially live radio, have a little quip or a little hiccup here and there, it only grabs people's attention better sometimes than if they had actually not had any mistakes. I grab a lot of attention, usually. (laughs) Mistakes do it. Here I am. So there's some scheduling news here, college football scheduling, that may involve Ole Miss. I'm just seeing the link. Virginia Tech football on Twitter is at HokiesFB. At HokiesFB is what it says. And they are announcing that they have scheduled Ole Miss coming to Blacksburg, Virginia, to face Virginia Tech in 2032. 13 years away. Is that, do I have that right? Just imagine how many, how much different it's going to be. Players mm-hmm. will be getting paid. Mm-hmm. It'll basically be the minor games league. and limos now. It'll be like minor league sports, won't it? Um, yeah, so Ole Miss is going to Virginia Tech in 2032. Alabama is going up there in 2035. And basically what they're saying is that they have a spot on their schedule in 2025 for another SEC school. They just didn't announce which one yet. So that, that one must be pending, I guess. But there you go. If you're an Ole Miss fan and you think you'll be alive in 13 years, put it on the schedule. Ole Miss is going to Blacksburg, Virginia for a football game. That'd be fun. They have a good, really good atmosphere up there. Um, here you go. So, Roger, the simple question that I put on Twitter was, uh, what are the funniest horror movies? Somebody, Hindleg said, does Beetlejuice count? Uh, which, that is funny, but it's made to be a comedy, really. Zach Bingham, my buddy at A to Z Sports up in Nashville, tweeted and said, Saw, the movie Saw. You mean unintentional humor. Yes. It's a horror movie, but you can't watch it without laughing. Saw? He he laughed at Saw? He said, laughed in the theater and every single one of them. It's hilarious to him. (laughs) What is he, a surgeon? (laughs) I did respond and, and, you know, tell him that my high school friends made me leave the theater during Jeepers Creepers. Because you had these strange beings coming down and like snatching people up out of a bus. And every time it would do it, it, it just tickled me. I'd laugh. <laughs> and they made me leave. Fright Night got a vote. Blair Witch Project. Somebody thought it was funny. Uh, my buddy Drew Walker, he's on the video team at State. He said, does Young Frankenstein count? Look, it's not a horror movie. It's hilarious is what it is. Scream, uh, Army of Darkness. And Steve Robertson said, The Blind Side, just joking. <laughs> Horror movie that's funny. He says, The Blind Side, that's a pretty good answer. Um, my buddy Robbie Falk said, The Leprechaun. There's something hilarious about the little guy chasing people on a tricycle. <laughs> it is funny. Just thinking about it. Uh, Jim said, Cabin in the Woods is hilarious. Shaun of the Dead, but you don't you don't want comedy horror. No, this is supposed to be like it's it's a horror movie that's actually funny. Somebody said Shaun of the Dead. Oh, this one here, 
Dog at Auburn said Tremors. You remember that movie, Roger, where they're out in the middle of nowhere, like in a desert? Reba McIntyre. Yes, and something's under the ground. And every now and then it just comes up and, like, from kind of a, from under the ground and just, you know. Dune meets, uh, I don't know, Indiana Jones. Yeah. But they had the big worms coming up. Right. People. From up yeah. under the ground, eating people. <laughs> Cabin in the woods. Yeah. There we go. So I appreciate those. Those are all funny. They are. They're all funny. Here on the text line, somebody thought that was really funny. They said the blind side. You know, I said, what's the funniest horror movie? They said blind side. <laughs> Bulldog Barney says, was this any one of the wrong turn movies? Which I'm not familiar with those. There's something about horror movies that you, they either really scare you and bother you. Or because of how ridiculous they are, you laugh. How about the stuff? Not not aware of that one either. That was an evil parasitic monster disguises itself as yogurt. <laughs> Come on. Serious. Roger, that ain't real. Look it up. <laughs> the stuff. Hold on. Hold on. It's a horror movie, but the villain is a parasite you can't see. It's a parasitic <laughs> monster that disguises itself as yogurt. <laughs> Um, one that Careful, I thought of may, is may make you not want to eat yogurt. That movie with Tom Hanks in it, The Burbs, uh, was a funny one. They thought they they thought their neighbors were burying bodies in the basement and stuff. I don't know. They actually wound out that uh, wound up that way. Um, but there was another. Oh, arachnophobia. Remember that one? Oh yeah, the spiders. Now Texas Chainsaw Massacre was really scary the first one, but the uh, like the next generation one. Yeah. Okay. That was kind of too much over the top. Ernest T. on the text line says, The Blob. Well, yeah. He said, Sent with loud effect. <laughs> the Blob. Whoa, <laughs> What's like? How does it make a noise? I don't even know. Uh, I'm, uh, let me mention this to you. Uh, I want you to hear it. Lots made about the idea that Chad Morris at Arkansas, the head coach, may have just gone into his press conference this week and guaranteed a win. We're going to win the game. Well, let's hear it from him. This is the exchange. You're going to hear the question and then the way Chad Morris answers it. You decide if he is actually saying that he guarantees the team's going to beat Mississippi State. Here it is. Uh, and who do you project to start this week? How are you going to let that play out during the week? And can we expect to see K.J. Jefferson for the first time? Well, you know, first of all, we're, we're – we're going to win this football game this week, and, and whoever we feel like is the best opportunity for us to win that game uh, is first and foremost who we're going with. Uh, I don't know that right now at this point, um, but uh, but I do know that we're, we're we uh, you know all all options are on the table. All right, did that sound like a we're going to win the game before or, I could? Yeah, or is he going? We're going in to win this game. Well, before I'd buy that second one, I'd have to hear the context. Like, what was the question previous to that? What was he talking about? It was about, about quarterbacks. Was... The question before it was about the starting quarterback, Starkle. He answered it, blah, 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 blah. And then this follow-up question. Uh, and who do you project to start this week? How are you going to let that play out during the week? And can we expect to see K.J. Jefferson for the first time? And K.J. Jefferson's the freshman that everybody wants to see him play. Well, you know, first of all, we're, we're – we're going to win this football game this week, and, and whoever we feel like is the best opportunity for us to win that game uh, is first and foremost. All right, so that's the way he answered it. Miko on the text line says he never guaranteed it at all. 
Let's go to the Davini Equipment phone line, Davini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Doctor. What's that, Roger? And you can keep your doctor. Yep. Warren, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, uh, Matt? Uh, yeah. I, you guys were talking about stupid uh, horror movies. Yeah. Well, there's one that was made in 1962. I'm 68. I was a member when I was a kid. It was this thing called Kronos. It was a mechanical monster that comes from out of space. Well, they dropped this parachute with proton particles, and it's got two antennas on the monster, okay. and it makes it change polarity. So it zaps itself, and it melts down the dump, and it looks like a, a crushed-up tin can. <laughs> you know, so that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's the uh, guess of the movie, and the scientist figures out how to kill it. Okay. So that's so. all I have for today. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Warren. It was a killer robot, but all it took was, what do you call it, two Two photons or protons? <laughs> like they reverse the polarity. They reverse the polarity, and then they, the robot melted. Down. melted. I'm melting. Did he say that as he went to the ground? Because if he did, that's a copy of uh, of uh, Dorothy, what, what the Wizard world. of Oz. What a world. <laughs> what a world. <laughs> My dad might tell you that he thought the Wizard of Oz was a horror movie and not funny at all because he says – they went to the theater when he was a little guy. He was born in the early 50s. Well, that's kind of scary, those monkeys. Man. The flying monkeys. He had a man. big problem with the flying monkeys. These things, look, he will tell you that as a little bitty that's guy, <laughs> Roger, he says it scared him so bad that he got sick <laughs> and had to leave the theater. <laughs> flying monkeys wearing those little suits, things. And my wife agrees. Now, those flying monkeys freak her out. She can't handle that. It's just all the. It's, it's not the. Just it's a flying monkey. It's the. You know. It's the whole package. Is, mm -hmm. I think the outfits really make it evil. <laughs> yeah, and they're jumping around. Their tails bouncing around behind them. They kind of look like an organ grinder monkey gone crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Possessed by an evil spirit, now can fly. Airborne. <laughs> Jay Hud says he's with you on the text line. He says uh, Beetlejuice qualifies. He think it does qualify. Yeah, look up the burbs. Um, let's see here. Unnamed texture. Y'all have played the Chad Morris thing over and over. What coach goes in and says, first off, we're going to lose this game. Well, I have. that's the first time I've played it on this show. I haven't heard it on the others. And if they have played it over and over on the others, that's their prerogative. We've played it a few times. Is that right, Roger? Yeah, you did play it a few times in a row. <laughs> All right, Bulldog Barney says uh, the wrong turn movies are all about college kids on a road trip and take the wrong turn, wind up in a town full of crossbred freaks that wreak havoc on the college kids. They are all funny as heck, but not supposed to be. <laughs> and funny, remind you of small towns you've been to. <laughs> Stick around.